You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 38 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP UC Mori. <laughs> Hey, this is Christian Buckley, and we're doing another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here with UC Mori. And UC, introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, Christian. Uh, thanks for having me. So my name is UC. Uh, I was born in Finland. I grew up in Zurich, Switzerland. These are kind of my home bases where I'm based at, mainly um, working working in, in Switzerland and uh, living on the weekend in Finland. So uh, mainly doing uh, internet projects uh, on the SharePoint Modern modern world, um, very, very uh, interesting time to be uh, in at the moment in the whole shift from the classic from the classic world into the modern. So I'm trying to help customers and, and especially end users to, to make, this, make this shift. So Christian, you know, I'm all about user adoption. Yep. Uh, very, very interesting topic and very close to my heart. So I think it's a very interesting time and spot to be in when, uh, when talking about user adoption nowadays. So you and I have uh, this background too. Uh, uh, so we've known each other since I think 2010. I'm trying to remember when, because I, I went out. Uh, so we had met in, online, but in, uh, maybe at another SharePoint Saturday um, uh, somewhere in Europe. But uh, uh, so I came yeah. over and spoke at a, a user group in Helsinki. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And that may have been like 2011-ish. Something around that time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so you're you're still going back and forth between those uh, the, those regions. I I've not yeah. had a, much of a chance to explore Zurich. I, I've been there once, and uh, you know, I'd love to get back there and you know Helsinki sure. been a couple times. But uh, yeah. that's a lot of hopping to go back and forth between those locations. I, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm organizing SharePoint Saturday Helsinki and SharePoint Saturday Zurich. So probably there will be some chance that you could come visit. <laughs> Both well, that's yeah. The problem, and of, of course, I'm I'm organizing yeah. SharePoint Saturday Utah and Blockchain mm-hmm. Saturday here, and a bunch of other events here locally. And so, as you know, it yeah. makes it more difficult to go travel when you're uh, you're organizing four or five events uh, per year. Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, why don't you? So you you talk a little bit about is like the user adoption. So you see, and I have also presented together a number of times um, on various mm-hmm. topics around. Mm-hmm gamification, uh, social capabilities, and all focusing on end user adoption. So why is this issue, you know, remain so important, so prevalent uh, in, in certainly what your, your topics that you cover? Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit shocked, to be honest, uh, when, when, I, when I heard uh, in, in Twitter, uh, I, I don't know who it was, was tweeting that there was only one user adoption session at the European SharePoint conference now in in, in Copenhagen and this kind of really shook me again said okay I need to pick up this topic again next year uh, I was more talk, uh, talking about uh, citizen developer now this year in, in the SharePoint Saturdays but there it's such a, an important topic uh, to address uh, but there are not many doing it and I'm always thinking why this is so I mean it's it's so damn important that that users can 
start using the software and the, and the applications and the tools which come out, and especially uh, having the enablement of, of citizen developers, there will be more and more and more applications coming. So you need to find other ways to get those users use those, those new services and processes and so on. So I'm, I'm really thinking why this is so, so persistent, this problem that, that customers and also also fellow consultants don't really address this, this topic. And I personally made it to my mission to, to change that <laughs> to, together with some, with some others in the industry. Uh, of course, there is uh, Tracy van der Skyf, so she's very vocal around the topic, so it's really very cool. So. And then also Louise Freyze, Freyze uh, she just got MVP right now, and doing the kind of the sketch notes, which, yep. are, which is really nice. So there are some, some people in the community who are also uh, close to that topic, and uh, of course, it wouldn't be community if we not try to help each other to, to achieve a common goal, and I think this is something what I will focus on more uh, next year. Well, you know, so part of it though, if you think about it, I mean, in a in a, a technical community, you know, that that we kind of sprang out of, and we we both come from mm -hmm. the SharePoint background, and and, yeah. and the and so these like SharePoint Saturday events that we're both organizers of, it's the um, you know, it really caters more to or has historically to the IT pros and the developers within the the space. But I think what mm -hmm. has shifted is that is the any technology, any category of technology matures. And so now talking about Office 365, Microsoft 365 in the broader sense, um, at some point you get to the point mm -hmm. where you now have the groundswell of users that are on the platform that aren't IT pros, they're not admins, they're not developers. Um, there may be power users that are in there, but most business users, they just then need to know how to get more out of the platform. So they... It's, it's now the mm -hmm. platform of record. They're ready to go and start using it. And that's where you mm -hmm. start to see more of this kind of, uh, you know, this topic become important. Even though mm -hmm. you still go to these events and they're still largely IT pro and devs talking about, you know, um, deployment, talking about management, talking about the minutia of extensibility, of integration, mm -hmm. about all kind of all those topics. Yeah. And, and but mainstream users just want to know, how do I use the stuff that you've built? Exactly. I mean, they, they don't care if it's Teams, if it's SharePoint, if it's Dynamics, if it's whatever. They just want to get their work done, right? And they want to get it done as fast and as smooth and as easy as possible. So they don't, they don't really care what, what is happening in, in, in the background. Having, having said that, you know, you need to kind of find this fine balance between the technology and the kind of organizational, how do you transport all this new technology and information to the, to the end user, and that is the really hard part. And when you look at, at the conferences we are organizing, you have usually tech guys speaking to tech guys. And I think that is one, maybe also one of the reasons why user adoption topics uh, are not so let's say common because you have more these techie people and they don't actually really care so much about the end users. So they, they really care about more, okay, how can I, uh, how can I uh, you know, optimize my PowerShell scripts to automate even more? Um, which, is, which is great, obviously. It's great to know that, but you know, never forget the user. This is, these are the ones who are actually using all, all your stuff. So, you, know, so, you think you of know. even like the history, though, of, of Office 365, and I occasionally talk about this, you know, being part of that team back in 2006 and, 
you know, mm -hmm. which has you know been rebranded twice from MMS to BPOS to Office 365, and uh, the the focus, the metrics of when you're establishing a platform and trying to sell licenses, it 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 really doesn't matter whether end users are using it when you're trying to sell the software. And so Microsoft was focusing on selling that. What what mm -hmm. happened is a couple of years went by, they start selling it, it's moving faster and faster, and yet they're seeing that the renewal rates are not there. They're seeing that people mm -hmm. are coming back and saying, we never use these features, we never use this product. That's where you know the, the user adoption, you really start to feel it as like an OEM, like Microsoft providing the software. Is an organization, you experience the same thing. You spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, could be millions of dollars, depending on the size of your organization, on all this technology. If your end users are not actually using it, it's not just the money that you've spent. It's the, you know, how does that equate into productivity or innovation that has been unrealized? Correct. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, just potential what you don't really tap into, you know. Uh, you know that's that's one of the of, of the big costs you have when you don't focus on user adoption. It's just not only done when you have finished the project and de deployed all your solutions and you know uh, send send it out there to the end user. It's it just starts then actually the the, the, the real project. That's the beginning. And right. this is yeah. yeah, it's just the old mindset of of I don't know customers or or people. Uh, dealing with with technology projects that okay yeah once the tech is done we are fine we can we can focus on the on the next next thing so you know as you know and I know it just doesn't work like that yeah that that's the that's the problem I mean look I mean I started my career as a project manager in you know in IT in the data warehousing world and what I realized is that uh, the more you involve end users in the process the better the solution the end solution is because if you are you know, if you're creating something in a vacuum uh, yeah. without the input of the people that are actually using the technology, mm. uh, then the end result is not going to match their, just across the board, will not match their expectations when it's finally delivered. It has to be yeah, this I mean, organic process. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, that comes really hand in hand with all the, the kind of the agile way of, of building things that you get, as you said, end users involved, not only key stakeholders, but, but really take, take uh, the, the 50 year old back office worker also into the, into the sprint planning, <laughs> uh, really radically said, and say, hey, can you actually use this? Is this useful for you? Um, you know, if, if you kind of be more open and, and more, more loud about those things, this, this uh, definitely will, will help. You know what's really eye-opening is if people take the time to go, and I know there's there's you know, videos and things that are out there of the, the process, but um, spend some time with a, a UX designer mm -hmm. and, and their process, the questions that they run through where they're, you know, they pull in people that have no experience with the technology and they're saying, you know, here's a screen. Yeah. Like walk through this, uh, your, talk through like what you are, why did you click on that? Versus right. what, what did you expect to happen? You know, mm -hmm. that, those kinds of, if you've been through that kind of experience, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's kind of like, I always liken it to um, uh, when you're uh, learning to drive. Um, I, I love the idea if everybody knew how to drive a motorcycle, um, they'd be mm -hmm. better, you know, car drivers because mm -hmm. you become more self-aware 
of how stupid people are out on the roads, um, yeah. especially around motorcycles, and you become more aware. And that's something I, you know, I, I commuted for a year on a motorcycle in California mm -hmm. in pleasant weather. Um, thankfully, while my bike was parked, it was hit, mm -hmm. and not while I was riding oh, it. Because um, I think with motorcycles, it's just a matter of time. It's not, you know, will mm -hmm. get hit, it's when. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it made, I, even now, I'm like, I'm more aware of motorcycles because of that and, and giving them room. Mm -hmm. You know, in a similar you know, experience, um, as I look at a user experience on an app, or in, you know, in Office 365 with my employees, with people that I'm working on with in a team. And I, uh, I think I'm more aware of uh, their feedback and how it relates to what I think they're experiencing. It's just mm -hmm. made me more aware of that because of. Yeah. Because of working with UX. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you bring it just to an interesting point. I mean, maybe you, you know about uh, our product Habit, uh, you know, end user adoption framework. So Didn't what you I guys did just actually... win some award or something? I think I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. ESPC uh, award, uh, best office 365 adding. So pretty, pretty cool. Um, but what I, what I did with the tool was that actually I, I, I took my, my mom and, and sat her in front of the tool and said, hey, can you actually use it? And I, and I just briefly in 10 seconds told her what the tool is doing. And then I was just looking what she's doing. And uh, yeah, to, to, to my um, uh, luck, <laughs> she was actually able to, to uh, create this, this uh, contextual content. So in, in that way, I could, I could really test, is it really working without uh, letting people, giving a, a big user manual how, how to do it. Uh, so that, that that would be a bit of, of a bad thing, <laughs> providing the kind of a better UX through through this. I mean, not not having said that, my mom is really not, you know, uh, cannot use a computer, but she's not really tech savvy. So she would be really, let's say, uh, one of those uh, elderly uh, back office workers in a in, in an office trying to use this. And yeah, she could actually try it and 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 work and work with the tool. So that was pretty cool. I like also on your website, the graphic, where you guys have a uh, direct impact on decreasing the number of WTFs that you experience. Exactly. That, that's, yes. a good, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good metric. So, yeah, yeah as, you, as you know, we Finns, we're always straightforward. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, let's count WTFs and also less WTFs for your colleagues because you need to less harass them about how to do this uh, certain type of things or... or, or, or or get some explanation about how to run a process. So obviously, this uh, this in the end, you know, uh, drives productivity much much faster. And so, in in the couple of minutes we have left, uh, you know, you see, if you, I don't know, if you have advice for organizations that are recognizing that, you know, we have an, a, an end user adoption issue. Uh, we have mm -hmm. whatever your metrics are for that. Uh, you know, going in there. I mean, we used to go and do um, uh, just. Uh, like customer satisfaction surveys on SharePoint usage in an organization mm -hmm. and find that we were at like 15, 20% at best of yeah. like once a week in, in the technology. It was really yeah. low. Um, so what yeah. an organization that's now just now looking at that, are there like three or four things that you recommend for them to go and think about or do? Okay, I mean, first of all, lose the fear of user adoption. <laughs> You know, just don't be scared about it. I mean, you know, yes, it is, it is a difficult 
and painful topic, but it can be also very rewarding and satisfactory when you can see that your things are working out. And also small changes have a really, really big impact. So it doesn't mean that you need to create, I don't know, uh, campaigns, marketing campaigns of, of, uh, of your SharePoint or Office 65 applications. Lots of small things um, help, you know, uh, videos, and there's a lot of cool content around in, in the community. Uh, also, a picture says more than a thousand words, so use a lot of infographics. Uh, small short videos are very good. And of course, trying to build a community in the organization around the new platform helps a lot that you have. Uh, people evangelizing for your for your uh, applications or for the new internet. It is always uh, creates more trust that if a colleague comes to me and tells me, say to me, hey, use this new Teams, it's, it's awesome, you know, than if some external consultant come, hey, you need to use Teams now because you're more productive. I would say, hey, you know, I have worked with, with Excel and, and my classic SharePoint for years. Why should I come now with this new stuff? You know, so try to do things and then also try to think how humans behave, you know, in their everyday life. So for instance, users are very used to use mobile apps. So for instance, if you're running a Teams rollout project, maybe first roll out only the mobile app uh, for, for a month or so that they can actually using Teams in, in the mobile app and then they get used to the user experience already and then gradually you roll out uh, the desktop application. So it doesn't just come in a one big bang, you know, just give them chunks one by one and user adoption is never done in a big bang. It's always a continuous process. So just having said that, uh, me at Experts Insight, I'm actually at the moment coming up with consulting product for user adoption as a service. So that they actually, it's gonna be like a product that you can purchase uh, as a customer and then basically get user adoption as a service over a time period and not just, you know, creating one in a, in a, in a big bang thing. Well, that, oh, yeah. well, that's interesting because it's, if you were able to go in and do that and get some uh, guarantees of some uh, uh, adoption or, uh, yeah. but, but even just to have it, the de deployment and the onboarding of end users around UX um, to, to have that automated away and, and have, uh, certain metrics and your know, performance metrics because that's also a I think for a lot of people to say it's like well How do I even measure whether I'm successful or not? I we did a deployment I mean this is part of the problem is that we we turn on the service we make mm -hmm. it available Everyone has permissions. We've confirmed hundred percent of our end users of our employees mm -hmm. are on the platform mm -hmm. What are the right metrics to even uh, identify whether we have adoption or not? I mean, that's yeah. That's a very real problem. It's a very real problem and a very good question. I think for every customer, it, the answer to that is different. It really depends a lot on the culture. I mean, some are really, really only, let's say, number driven. Okay, we need to have so many access per day on, on a certain site to have a successful user adoption. For another company, it could be that we created this community of, of evangelists and they are spreading out the word all by themselves. That for me would, would be a perfect uh, success story. So, you know, it really depends. And, uh, and as you said, you need to figure out what are your goals and try to find strategies to, to reach that goal. And user adoption is also a lot about marketing. I mean, you are a marketing professional. I don't need to tell you that, but you need to tell the users in the beginning, okay, why, what is in it for me? Why do I need to do this? 
you know, this, um, you know the, the, the why, how, what rule from Simon Sinek uh, fits really well into that. Why do I need to use this application? What do I do with it exactly? And, and how do I achieve uh, the, the, the why? Yeah. Exactly. And if we've got, you know, tools and we have, uh, uh, you know, again, automation to, to help companies get better mm -hmm. at identifying those kinds of measurements and being aware of some of the tools, the tricks of the trade that are available, I think it's, it's only going to improve things across the board. Yeah. Well, you see, thanks a lot for your time. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out and find out more about uh, Happit, about, about uh, you? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so uh, you can, for Happit, you can go to uh, www.happit.com. Uh, there you can see some information about our, our tool. There is even uh, a link to Just Happit, so you can actually download a browser extension where you can just use it for yourself for, for free, just to try it out. Um, you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter at, at UCMori, and uh, I think also on LinkedIn, you can just um, search for, for my name there. And then, of course, also check out uh, expertsinsight.com. Um, a really, really cool bunch of people working all around the productivity stack in, in Microsoft. So very, very active uh, all over the world, but mostly in Central Europe. Very cool. Well, thanks a lot for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Christian. Bye. Bye. Wow.